Okay, welcome to episode 43 of the United podcast. Um, new name, same podcast. Um, Solskjaer School Mourinho. Larry, can you tell the people, tell the listeners when that title was drafted? Uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. You messaged me and you said, just getting ready for Thursday. I think it was ton in cheek. Um, no, 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 100% serious. Well, I just saw United are paying $10 to beat Man City. So um, if anyone has any suggestions for a title for the next podcast, just to um, give us a bit of a good omen, that would be appreciated. Solskjaer makes Pep go more bald. If possible. Um, now, before we start, just a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I think all the Oli out haters have congregated at this pub. So if it is a bit noisy, um, we apologise. We'll try and bash a podcast out as quick as possible. But for some reason... Everyone is out, I don't know, Thursday, cheaper to drink on Thursday. Well, no, Alexandria are the place to be. <laughs> um, we might as well get into the game. Um, both of us before the game last, or a couple of days ago, were expecting a heavy, heavy defeat. But um, where on earth did that come from? I'm not going to say it was a tactical masterclass by uh, Solskjaer, but... He, he actually outclassed Mourinho tactically, and I wouldn't just say that, out-enthused out Tottenham. The first, particularly that first 30, 40 minutes, United, that, that's the best football I've seen from United this season. Yeah, 100%. Um, Rashford unplayable. Can someone tell me where this Frederico Rodriguez has come from? Because that is not Fred. That, that man was unreal today. Yeah, he looked a little Brazilian. He looked like a... An absolute menace in the midfield. Actually, to say that is probably the furthest thing from a Brazilian because it was very disciplined, it was very composed, mature. I thought one of the things which was very important, well, not important, but impressive, which is kind of hard in midfield, it was almost like, and I tried to imagine it when I used to play there, you draw an imaginary line between the two 18 yard boxes and try and stay in that middle channel. And it's uh, quite hard to do when the ball gets shifted from side to side, but so often this season I've seen him out on the sideline trying to get drawn in the tackles and doing bits of skill and passes from the sideline. He's just wasting energy and he just sort of completely killing the shape of the team. But today he was literally just in the middle of the pitch. I'm sure he did go out wide, but I can't remember too many instances where he's really out of position. So, so often our midfield is easy to get at because we lack numbers in the middle. But with him and McTominay gave us a really solid sort of base, I'd say, um, in midfield. And that was purely down to Fred, I think. I think we said it a few weeks ago, I forget which game it was. But um, I think we have to go again and say this is Fred's best game for United. No doubt, yeah. Um, Very disciplined, even defensively. And I've seen bits of United fan Twitter, uh, you you know that crowd. Um, try to blame him for Ali's goal. Um, if we talk about that goal for a moment, classy control by Ali, but I thought the awareness, in fact, by Ashley Young was quite Yeah, cool. I think, look, it's one of those, we, we won, so we're not going to try and bash Ashley Young too much, and at the end of the day, that's one of our players taking that touch. We're not even looking at the defenders, we're just going to praise the goal. So you have to praise Deli Ali's the touch and the goal. But, um, yeah, Ashley Young's awareness, to, there's no reason for him. Fred has him covered. No, I wouldn't say Fred has him covered, but Fred's dealing with the situation. For Ashley Young to go in on the side, and if he's going to make a challenge, that's 100% fine. But he's gone in and just... No man's land, really. Just, just stood there. So, um, 
99, 99 times out of 100, that touch goes out for a goal kick or... If De Gea gets his fist to it, it's a non-story. Class, classy finish. But, um, it's, no a, it's a very good goal, but um, yeah, you don't want to hit, kill Ashley Young too much. But um, if you were to pick a fault out of it, he's definitely at fault there. I can't blame Fred for that goal. Um, other than that, that was almost the only negative, um, I think. If we want to call it a negative, someone's going to concede goals. But um, everything was positive about the performance. Um, I thought before we get into other individuals, just to just uh, rejog my memory there, David De Gea didn't make world class saves after world class saves, but it was a very good performance. I thought some of these shots and some of the crosses, they were ones that were just sort of maybe like bouncing in front of him or a little bit awkward or hard to see. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic by De Gea. Yeah, he looks composed again, and De Gea's always been at his best because. You know, those saves with his feet, they're not a fluke. When he does those ones, um, or the acrobatic ones where he's leaping above his head, it's always because he's so composed. Uh, there was a shot in the first half. Um, I don't recall who took it. I think it might have been Ali in the, fir- yeah, in the first half. Um, there was actually a deflection off one of our defenders, but he still I think had... I actually young. Yeah, yeah uh, but he still managed to get there. That, that was actually a difficult stop, but he made it look easy because of how composed he was. I think something, that, and this is me putting two and two together because there's no way of proving it, but something that I thought he performed well at, and we sit here as fans on the other side of the world watching through TV, we say, oh, this player needs to talk more, or this player has good communication skills. Watching on TV, we have no idea what he's been said, who is saying what. It's just the, the only evidence we get, the, or the only sort of thing we see is when a camera is zoomed in on a person and we see them talking. Other than that, we don't know what type of communication, whether it's verbal, sort of physical, etc. Um, but I had a feeling De Gea was just marshalling the defence quite well. And one of the biggest criticisms I have De Gea, people say his distribution. It's not so much his distribution, it's how far he plays off his line. Sometimes when that ball goes in between the back four and the goalkeeper, De Gea really stays on his line, and the defence sort of getting two minds, is De Gea coming or do I have to come and deal with it? But I thought sometimes when they did get him behind, De Gea was on his attitude, not playing a traditional sweeper-keeper, but he was far higher, so he, he was able to... Sometimes I remember Harry, Harry Maguire ping, ping the ball back, almost. Um, a few players, Lindelof did it as well, Ashley Young. Um, De Gea was almost, always that option, almost like an 11th man, if you want to call it that. Um, so I thought De Gea, with his feet, with his... Oh, I remember one pass that went, um, went astray. But with his feet, with his hands, and as I said, with from how I read the game, communication-wise, I thought it was one of De Gea's... Well, obviously, it's not his best performance, but um, it's uh, faultless, I'd say. Is United evolving as a team? Do we look at this performance? <laughs> I think we've probably said it a few times this season, more out of optimism more than anything else. But could this game actually be a an opportunity to really kick on now? It's one of those, you'd ideally think yes, and 100% you'd say yes. However, only if it wasn't Man City away next week or, mm. or a few days. Um, if we were... Everton at home or Brighton at home or, or something like that you think okay let's kick, kick on however City away if we were flying if we were 10 games unbeaten and Paul Pogba was flying and Rashford was flying Marshall was flying Pogba might be fit for this game so if that was the case and we were flying and everything was going well you could still go to Man City and lose oh, no doubt, like, yeah. so I think the result obviously the result is vital the result is very important however for me, the reaction, and if we lose, it will be all out, everyone, etc. But the performance, this one is one where I almost look at the performance more important than the result. 
because um, we go there and play fantastically and, and lose because Man City are the best team or potentially the best team in the country um, so yeah we should quick, hopefully kick on with the result but more importantly I think you had to kick on with performance and obviously when the game kicks off you'd be stuffed the performance you just want the points Yeah. Um, but looking at it now I think this one is actually all about the performance I want to give some people praise for this game um, against Tottenham um, Harry Maguire I thought that was his best game in a while well Harry Kane Harry Winks and Harry Maguire for me there was only one Harry on the pitch well he kept the other Harry quiet didn't he um, Kane was you know what in fact if I think about all the games where Harry Kane is versus United very quiet he doesn't t- seem to score a lot against us I don't know if where he's like his omen but <clears throat> United looking um, always keeping control when we're versing Kane um, I also want to give credit and I know I, I kick him a lot um, Lindelof mature performance well I think Harry Maguire's performance was off the bat I don't want to say off the bat because Lindelof played well but I think they're just complementing each other well I think Harry Maguire sort of stepped in to sort of deal with Ariel Jules with Harry mm-hmm. Kane or Ali and Lindelof almost played that I'd say a sweeper not, yeah. not, not a sweeper role but it was just a, a very good defensive Clean up work. it was a good partnership um, yeah. Harry Maguire challenged Lindelof dropped off and um whether that they can grow grow as a, as a partnership, personally, I don't think so. I think you do need to improve a little bit. But um, as you say, yeah, you can't fault them because against yeah. a very good Tottenham attack. Um, personally, and we'll get into it a little bit later after we start uh, after we stop praising the players. But I think a lot of the credit probably has to come down to Solskjaer in terms of staff and the way Tottenham were playing. And at the end of the day, as good as Harry Kane is, the way we played sort of made it a pretty. I don't want to say comfortable, but pretty easy afternoon for the two defenders. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, and that's the thing. You, you can always say Tottenham didn't play well, or which they didn't, but there's two teams in a game of football, and we always say this, when you lose against the smaller sides, there's two teams. Why don't United attack? Well, if someone's sitting deep, it's not so easy to attack. Um, Tottenham came at United, and credit where, credit, credit where credit's due, Solskjaer set up a system where... He stopped their most influential players. Um, I thought a lot of players stepped up, and my last piece of praise is going to go to Scott McTominay. He came in and made this is like when you consider this time last year, I, I was questioning whether this guy was a Premier League player. I thought he could have been a Championship player, definitely not a United player. Now he's to the point he's a mainstay in our midfield, and he comes back. And I don't think it's any coincidence that Fred has his best game when McTominay is next to him. Well, it, it was a f- not a fear of mine, but it was a concern that thinking when we knew McTominay was going to come back, everyone says, oh, OK, great, that's going to fix a lot of things, but that's great. However, when you come back in a massive game after not being not played for a few weeks, it's hard. You, you like that match finish, you like that sharpness. But um, he came back and it was like he never left. Um, and as you said, I don't think we've ever bashed him on here. It's just we've always had our concerns. No, 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 not concerns, just a acceptance of the type of player that he is and um, maybe not giving him enough credit but I thought he came back in and the main thing I thought he brought was um, a physical presence because I was speaking of light work today and he actually looked at the Tottenham team and the United team it was literally men against boys I looked at Daniel James Marcus Rashford is only as big as he is he's quite lean Um, Jesse Wingard Fred um, who else was there Um, Ashley Young's not a big fella um, Lindelof's not the most physical Lindelof, defender. But then I looked at the Tottenham team. Your Aurea is on steroids. He is an absolute beast. Vertonghen, Alderweireld, big boy. Sissoko is a big boy. They brought Endembele off the bench. Harry Kane is a unit. 
and it just looked like men v boys especially when Pereira came on like he tried to we'll get into Pereira in a little bit like he tried to get past a few but and it was just a physical difference no, nothing he could do about it. it wasn't a speed wasn't a technical wasn't a um, intelligence thing it was just sometimes the bigger guy will win a battle and um but I thought the one thing that added to that was Scott Petomino. He was our one bit of presence in there. Yeah. Um, and it's not about going kicking people, but I think it does. It is important to sort of sort of stamp a physical authority on the match. I liked that about Scott today. Uh, that little exchange he had with the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I really liked how he kept the ball away from them, and that was the second time during the game he had done that. Uh, there was one with a throw in as well, and uh, the keeper took a little nip at him. Nothing that's going to hurt him just to be like come on mate and McTominay didn't walk away he went back and he gave him a mouthful and a shove and I like that from McTominay he's a 23 year old right this isn't he's not what you'd call a man in his mature years he's come into this United side returning and he's just he plays like a leader and that's the biggest thing I liked about that as you say it was a bit of player to which is 100% fine but what I liked about it I forget what minute my guess is probably an FBL mark maybe the 70th minute sort of thing was he knew there was nothing in it but he knew the referee was going to come over and speak to him for 30 seconds. So it was something like that winding down the clock. And I remember another incident, it was a free kick, maybe 10 minutes to go, just um, in, deep in Tottenham's half. We gave away a stupid foul. The ball went over to the sideline, and Jesse Lingard stood next to the where the free kick was going to be taken. As I think Sergio was going to kick the ball back to where the free kick was going to be taken. And you see Jesse Lingard just like shadowing where the ball was going to go. And just as Sergio kicked the ball back, Jesse Lingard turned his back that knew when he was in line of the pass and the ball hit him and deflected away. Just little things like that. And I thought, so I was watching Jesse Lingard closely because um, personally I wouldn't have played him before the game, which proves me wrong. I think Solskjaer got it bang on. I remember flicking onto Twitter and Facebook at half time and he got a little bit of criticism, Lingard. However, I think a lot of it was in terms of his first touch, but a lot of the where he's played in the sort of pockets of space, his first touch, some of the balls were played in were very hard. Like Tom and I pinged the ball in once and he miscontrolled Harry Maguire. Sometimes he's way to pass. He's not top, is he? Um, no, it's no real criticism of him, but um, his, <laughs> his touch did let him down a few times. But in terms of where he was uh, positioning himself to allow that pass, to allow that sort of penetration, and especially his off-the-ball stuff, um, I thought he was key in, in um, sort of the defensive aspect in terms of force in Tottenham where United wanted them to play. And... Um, yeah, hats off to Jesse Lingard since he's come back into the team. I think he's been not fantastic, obviously. He's improving, though, isn't he? he? Week on week. He's contributing, which is more than he was. I think this is the sort of game where you bring in Lingard. When you have a top side who's going to attack you, you put in Lingard there to... His off-the-ball work is second to none. He makes space for other players around him. Rashford's getting a lot of plaudits, but... And to be fair, Rashford's been in good form for about a month and a half now. But... Uh, his opportunities today came a lot of what Lingard made for him in terms of space. So credit where it's due. Um, Jay Lings is getting back to form. Um, speaking of Rashford, um, his performance maybe gone under the radar a little bit because we've talked about a lot of individual performances. But he scored a double to win the game. He keeps on scoring. He's on a hell of a scoring run. And we'll go through his goals. First goal. He's done that. He's, he likes that shot off the left-hand side. A lot of people expect that. I think a lot of goalkeepers expect a, lot, a curling shot to the far post. But some, I've seen him do it a few times, and it's usually at that end of the pitch um, for some reason. Or well, that's just the way I remember it. But um, a really good shot. Or well, the keeper should have saved it, really. Maybe should have done better, but um, it's a hard shot. Like, 
um, hard and low where it's bouncing almost right on the ground, uh, right in front of the goalkeeper. So um, it was a great goal, and it was. We'll get into Solskjaer's and Mourinho's sort of tactical battle at the moment, but I think that really changed things for Mourinho. Yeah. The early, goal. early goals always hurt because it changes your plan, right? Um, and I think I actually felt in the early exchanges, Tottenham were actually trying to sit off a little bit but once they went behind yeah. he sort of Mourinho's like okay well if I want to win this game I've got to actually throw throw something at it um, and that really threw Tottenham off and that's that's what I think was the catalyst for United to actually dominate most of the game I felt Tottenham did slowly get more possession towards the second half but you never felt like United were in trouble at any point did you? Yeah. Well um We'll just re- stop our recording. We'll just come back now. There was a ambulance or some fire truck coming through. Um, a lot of smoke in the air um, currently. Um, nothing generated from Duncan Castle's bald head. Um, so apologies if that was loud. But um, we're just going to touch on Solskjaer and Mourinho, the actual tactical battle. Can I say the best tactic of the night? Uh, Solskjaer's tap on the head. It's a great photo. Mm, um, brilliant. We should put a little thing. Do you think it was? Do you think it was friendly, or do you think there was a little bit of there was an element of a little bit of uh, you know condescending? No, I, I don't. I don't see Solskjaer as that type of. No, I think he's just. I, I don't want. I, I don't think affectionate's the word. But um, I've never seen him tap another manager on the head. Um, Mind you, Mourinho there'd, there'd did say. There'd be a lot say, of managers you wouldn't want to touch on the head, like Sean Dyche. When when Oli was there on a caretaker basis, I remember Mourinho was uh, there on a... Um, it was a pundit, I can't remember for who. And uh, he said that United, when they appoint their next manager, need to actually put in someone who's more experienced. He said, I don't think they can put someone in on a caretaker basis. It was almost like a slight digger Solskjaer, if you recall. Uh, so I think when I look at that tap on the head, it was almost like a... What do you think of me now? Yeah, no, I think... And there must have been a part of Solskjaer feeling that, uh, obviously, the pressure. But he's not stupid. He reads the papers. He knows what he knows the storyline. And Mourinho coming back to Old Trafford, he knows everything. About it. He knows the camera is going to be on him there, and um, he does need to show a, a positive and a confident sort of persona there. Because if he goes there and sort of says, "Oh, Jose, thank you for a good game," but it's going to come across really wrong. So he has to show confidence and yeah, got a, a touch of arrogance, which yeah, hundred percent good on him because. There's no more out of criticism. There's no one more arrogant than Jose himself. Tom, can we be negative? Just for a little bit. Please. It's been a very positive podcast. Uh, Pereira. What did you think of him when he came on? I could understand why he brought him on. um, For, I'd say, the attributes that he he can bring. Um, I just thought sometimes it's hard. I remember coming off the bench sometimes with five minutes, ten minutes to go into a tight game where you're defending a lead. And you're just not up to the pace of the game. So not, no matter how much you, you try, like, I remember what, you can do a hundred sprints on the sideline. You don't break a sweat. You go on the pitch and you make a two two meter jog. And you're breathing out your ass. That just happens. And he just looked bugger there. He's always chasing shadows. Um, and again, he's up. I think a lot of times he came up against Vertonghen, and it was just a man against a boy. And that's not a criticism. You can't do anything about that. But um, good at the gym. He, he did struggle, I think. And um, he, he, he was. Definitely not in his favourite position. He was on the right-hand side and definitely a defensive duty and he's obviously an attacking player. But um, I felt for it. Look, we came on and he saw the game out, so you have to hats off to him. 
um, but he definitely didn't do enough to win his starting spot back. I think we'll just leave, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, but back, back on to um, Solskjaer Mourinho. One of the things, well, you ha- if you've been bashing um, Solskjaer, you have to give him credit. I thought so much of this game was whether it was going to play a tactical battle or whether it wasn't. That was going to be the storyline because Mourinho is tactically a better manager than Solskjaer. So if Mourinho won, it was going to be a tactical masterclass. He outdid Solskjaer. I thought what Solskjaer did was highlight Son as their main weapon, not Harry Kane. He just limited the ball to him. Every time we pressed, it was forcing the ball away from Son. And when we did have the ball, when Son did get the ball, one the up was quite tight. You know, Jesse Lingard was across, Fred was across, um, and Dan James was across. I think and, Son's a more important player at a time. Yeah, and I, I think Solskjaer, his game plan was very simple, keep the ball away from their best player. But I think his game plan literally was um, limit the ball to, to Son, and we can go from there. A player like Kane relies on movement. He's not very quick, he's not an excellent dribbler, but he is a good finisher. And he relies on others creating space around him so he can get those finishes in. So, tactically brilliant from Solskjaer. Credit where it's due. Um, I was going to say about Mourinho. Um, yeah, that, that was it. No, the Dan James um, almost broke uh, Jose Mourinho's leg. See that? Wish he did. It was close. When a, when a person's leg is planted like that on the ground and someone's top full body weight goes into their knee, look, look, I don't wish injury on anyone, but um, it would have been nice to see a snap leg on the sideline. It just would have added to the drum, you know, I think. Or is that a bit harsh? Um, look, it, it's a little cynical, but... Um, no, no, I, don't, I don't wish ill health on the guy, but... I don't would, wish ill health on him either, but, like, you know... It would have been funny. He's the special one. He When normal people break their legs, he gets up. He's all right. Um, any other performances we want to touch on? We'll touch on Maguire Lindelof. I thought Juan Bissaka had an improved game defensively. Yeah, definitely. Um, off Made the last few weeks. Punch and tackle in the last couple of minutes, yeah. which um, was like, celebrated like a goal. Credit where it's due for Juan Bissaka. He is trying to get forward more. I can, But you can just see when he... Now, there was one bit where Dan James could have played him in. And, yeah. Um, I think he was in one-on-one. The only criticism I have of Wambasaka, I think when he gets into the final third, it's actually a lot of a mental game now. Like, you can see he's just thinking a little bit too much. He's like, oh, am I going to cross it or should I not cross it? And he's just hesitating a little bit. I just want him to back, want him to back himself. Just get to the byline and put the cross in because he can do it. He's got the ability. Um, do the 3-2-1 votes? I think it's very straightforward this week. Oh, I don't know. Oh, look, okay, we'll go. I'm not sure we agree. I think we do, because um, having gone back, been a little bit more sensible, I've now had a drink, Tom, I'm feeling feeling good. Uh, I'm going to say Fred for the three points. Yeah, I think that's... I understand people saying Rashford. When you score a double, you, you, how can you argue with that? But um, I thought Fred's best game in United shirt. I thought games like that... When, it, when a game is tight, um, games are won in the midfield. Yeah. And I don't want to say we won the midfield battle, but I thought um, Fred's performance, and a lot of that might have been down to McTominay. And McTominay, you can maybe have an argument that he was a better player. But I thought Fred's discipline and his, maybe just how involved he was. It seemed every 10 seconds he was on the ball. He was making a tackle, he was getting on the ball. So, um, yeah, Fred for three points. Do you agree with that? Oh, no doubt. Um, I've got nothing added. It's a brilliant performance. Two points? Rashford. Two goals, yeah, two points. Double. I think that's fair. No, 100%. And actually, I think his performance, he, I think that was another part of Solskjaer's tactical approach. It was almost the opposite side, sort of our right back, sort of really limit that ball to Son, but also to isolate um, 
Rashford with Serge Aurier on the left-hand side, which he could very well have played Rashford through the middle. And we know what sort of happens when Rashford plays through the middle against really good defenders. So I um, thought it was brave as Solskjaer to play Greenwood through there, which we haven't mentioned at the time. But um, that allowed to have Rashford isolated on the left-hand side. Rashford has to be really close to reaching his best goal tally for a season. He seems to keep scoring. Yeah, so you can't and we're in December. So. We've criticised him a lot so far this season, but if you actually look at his numbers, he's, he's banging them away. Remember when people were comparing Tammy Abraham to Rashford? Well, he's banging goals in as well, for God's sake. So. Well, he is, but um, I don't think Rashford's too far behind now. Yeah, oh, no. Sure. Well, this is another double, so I'm sure all our listeners have all the stats is, ahead, but... Um, I'm assuming maybe this is a stupid thought, but I'm assuming he's in double figures now. Is he? For you, yeah. For the season, he is, yeah, but not in the Premier League. Oh, not the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Overall, still. I think it's eight now in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. So no. Um, yeah, you can't argue with his stats. Um, one point. One, one point one might be tricky. Um, no, I think it's McTominay. <clears throat> yeah, I did. He did bring a confidence. Uh, not a calmness, but a. Yeah, just, okay, we've got him back now. We, we can build a little bit. There's, yeah. there's something there in midfield which will stop Tottenham. It's not just Tottenham who's going to yeah. rupture us today. We've got just someone who's going to try and stop them. Physical presence, leadership, and I think Fred doesn't have the game Fred has if McTominay's not there. Did you just call him McFred? Huh? Did you, did you just call him McFred? McFred, McSauce. <laughs> hey, I think that's a good... Should we, should we do that? Is it Fred McTominay in a two? Should that be called McFred from now on? I don't know, I think we'll get McDonald's on the phone, see if we can start a new burger. The McFred burger. Um, yeah, okay, so they're the three, two, one. Which... And we have to have fries sticking out <laughs> of the bun to represent Fred's hair. Actually, not bad, not bad. Um, actually, we'll go into now Facebook and Twitter. Just a few people have left comments on the post today. Obviously, a lot more positive than recent weeks. Um, there was Robert on the Facebook page. Thanks for commenting again, Robert. Um, saying best performance of the season first game we've dominated McTominay and Rashford had a great game nice to win at home and get one over Jose one game won't change my mind on Oli though which I think is fair enough like you can't we're obviously big fans of Oli but yeah you can't sort of flip flop and say he's the best man in the world now he's got a huge test against Man City which he could very well fail not fail but he could very well lose yeah no doubt Um, Michael Doyle from the Brisbane Man United Supporters Club um, always a better team when McTominay plays. Rashford and Fred were quality. Pereira needs to bulk up, which you obviously said before. A kindergartner um, could have been bumped off the ball by him today. Um, Robert also gave his 3 2 ones. Fred, Rashford, and McTominay are the same as us. James from the Perth Supporters Club um, gave the three points to Fred, Rashford, two, and Harry Maguire for one. That's fair. Um, I don't have Twitter just open at the moment, so I'll skip the Twitter questions because we are running short of time. Um, we'll get into the city. Um, I don't want to call it a preview, but we'll look ahead to city a little bit. Um, United are paying ten dollars. I might put a little. That is crazy. I've never. I usually, teams aren't paying that like away at any Premier League ground. Like usually, if it's top against bottom, maybe the six or seven dollars. I mean, this is what we do to feel good about ourselves, all right? I want you to put $10 on City. I'll put $10 on United. And if I win, drinks on me next pu- next podcast. Is that, like le- that? is that legal? Yeah, why not? No, I'll just check the betting laws and seeing um, I have to consult Joey Barton. He's always betting for and against teams. And 
never seen any scandals. We're not players. Um, not yet. I've still got time. How old are you now? 31, so in and around. They could bring me in as a sort of experienced head. Yeah. Um, so on to the city preview. Um, I'd say it's pretty much the same team. Oh, I can't see any changes really. Yeah, yeah depends if Marshall's fit. I don't uh, know. From what it sounds like, it sounds like Marshall won't be fit. It sounds like Pogba won't be fit. Um, so yeah. I could see Pogba coming uh, back for this game. Yeah, he's, yeah you, you would have seen photos of training. He's, he's no one fit, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, I think the side picks itself. Um, the one position might be up for grabs, maybe, and that maybe through more hope than anything is left back. Yeah, I don't think Young was terrible, but I don't think he added much. I, I can sort of understand pulling Williams out. Um, maybe he just thought, big game, it's a lot of pressure. Oh, no, I wouldn't have played Williams in this one, but I maybe would have opt- opted for Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, but I think with a win, and I don't want to say a captain's performance or a leadership um, type of performance, but I think Ashley Young probably did enough for Solskjaer to warrant starting again in the derby. It'll be interesting to see because City will definitely play with the ball. Yeah. They'll want to keep. They'll dominate seventy percent of possession. Well, before this game, before the Tottenham game, I was probably more confident going to City than I was against Tottenham. Yes. Yeah, and so now, now it's changed. Now that we've got a win, I'm expecting a loss, but I expect a loss against Tottenham. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very confident about this one, um, but I think the way City play definitely suits how we want to play, and it allows us to utilize our pace up front. Do you um, think? You say you think Greenwood starts again up front? Stole it out of my mouth. Um, I think he has to. There's not really much else to choose from, is there? And the way Rashford's playing on the left, it's it'd be criminal to move him. Yeah, I just I, I hope he stays the same. I don't want to see him go. And I'm personally, I wouldn't say a fan, but personally, I don't mind when they go to a three at the back or a five at the back. But for this game, I don't want to see. That. I don't want to invite City on. Let's put Phil Jones back in oh, the line. God, was he on the bench? I saw Maddich was on the bench, um, so he's not completely frozen out. But um, yeah, I think it would be good to see Greenwood start. And look, Rashford has scored a goal as a teenager there, a winner. So there's no reason why Greenwood can't step up. And then City's defence isn't pressure. I didn't think Greenwood was too bad against Onam. Uh, just flew out of the game a little bit, but um... <laughs> that is good. He's up, he was up against two good defenders, <coughs> yeah. two, two big boys, and um, Greenwood's very very slight so he's going to get pushed over by anyone yeah and um, yeah I thought he did his job well and again I thought it was just from a tactical point of view he allowed or Solskjaer allowed Rashford to isolate himself with Serge Aurier which they obviously highlighted as a weak point and um, they paid the price or or sort of we benefited from it Um, anything else to discuss how much are we going to win by against Manchester City look I'm going to predict another loss Solely because one, that's what I feel, and also I predict a loss against Tottenham, so I'd like to keep that form. And I'd say then again, I'll predict a heavy loss, which will hopefully mean a two-one win for United. I'm thinking a two-nil loss. I hate to be a pessimist, but oh no, look, City are uh, okay, okay, not as good as Liverpool probably, but you could. There's a case of they're the I best think they're team. a better side than Liverpool, well, just think, not yeah. as consistent yeah, as Liverpool. No, they're, when they play well, they're ten times better. Yeah. Um, whether they play well, they. They have well. Actually, they turned it on against Burnley. To be fair to them, but um, it is going to be a tough day. And a shocking kickoff time, four thirty. Sunday morning. That Sunday morning's better than a Sunday night. You'll you'll be awake. Um, you know it. 
Yeah, no, I've, yeah, up for all these games lately. Every kickoff, besides this one today, has been 3.30, so um, 4.30 might be a bit better. Um, once at full time, be able to stay awake and maybe Scrape in the barrel there. do something. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and hopefully you enjoy the name changer to the United podcast. We're just sick of um, Maidstone United fans getting in touch, saying this podcast isn't about Maidstone United. So, um... And appreciate all the support and comments on Facebook and Twitter, on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed and just leave us a rating or a review or whatever. It makes us feel a lot better than a, a lot better about ourselves. And obviously, three points on the weekend. Hopefully, we'll see you next week, mate. See you, mate. Cheers.